You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. It is Wednesday, hump day, got to get over the hump. So I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, must do, can do, should do, and will do. And I hope that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not and it has to get done, I know you will get it done, brother. 
or sister, you'll get it done. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. If you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But if you want to use another search engine, wherever it might be, Firefox or whoever, Google, you can just put in babaoshi.net, babaoshi, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. That's right. Uh, Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. On Mondays, from 8 to 9, May p.m. to 9 p.m. on Mondays, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Mawia Kamban and Nataki Kamban. On Tuesdays, from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Wednesdays, the Black Farmers Report this evening, the Black Farmers Report from 8 to 9, right here on Time for an Awakening. And then on Friday, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, that's right, brothers and sisters, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Time for awakening. And then on Saturdays from 7 to 9, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., it's the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215 215- Four nine zero nine eight three two two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. We buy black. We buy black. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses. The largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is webuyblack.com. So you can get everything you need from American African owned businesses from webuyblack.com. Check them out. Webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahimba is ready to go. He's leaving May 24th to June 5th, going to Ghana. And the cost is $3,800. Then in November, from November 17th to the 28th of 2022, Tanzania, going to Tanzania. I know some people pronounce it Tanzania, but they pronounce it Tanzania. So if they pronounce it Tanzania, guess what it is? That's right. It's Tanzania. <laughs> and that's for $3,800 too, November 17th to the 28th. December 24th to January 5th, 2023, Ghana. And that's $4,000, a $200 increase. And then you can understand that. And then a trip that was postponed around the same time uh, this year, last a few months ago, March 31st to April 10th, going to Senegal and Gambia. And that's for $3,800, Senegal and Gambia. And then uh, we got the trip to Ghana again from May 24th to June 5th, 2023. May 24th to June 5th, same dates, except next year, 2023, $4,000. And then July 20th through the 29th, going to Liberia, $3,800. 
And then in November, November 16th through the 27th, November 16th instead of the 17th to 28th, 16th through the 27th in 2023, same cost, $3,800, Tanzania. We're going to Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, going to Ghana. South Africa, excuse me. Going to South Africa, December 24th to January 4th, going to South Africa, and that's $4,000. Once again, brothers, go to the website. All kinds of good stuff there. Everything you need is right there on that website to help to, to make a trip of a lifetime for you. All the paperwork, all the documents that are necessary, shots and so forth, right there. All you need. Also, to information on investing, uh, the Black Star rep- repatriation to go back and live in Africa, the Pan-African community that's being developed. All that is right there. Africa for the Africans. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Habashaw. Habashaw Incorporated. Habashaw stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, the work that they're doing here on a local level, and uh, but the Habashaw works, Black Tar Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs, but also too for the Kashi project that's being developed on the continent. There is going to be an international launch of the Kashi project, the, the, the chalets, the beautiful things that have been developed in Ghana. So, uh, go, and it's going to be uh, October 8th through the 17th, October 8th through the 17th, right there in Ghana. The Kashi Project. Habasha, Incorporated.org. LEDS Group. LEDS stands for Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. They have 12 projects in six countries, with 170 employed and 260 members. Because they deal with the four elements of human existence, and that is food, water, clothing and shelter to make sure all those things are sustainable and are there to help develop human life and that is the ledge group ledgegroup.com abibiatumi a-b-i-b-i-t-u-m-i dot com abibiatumi.com they're celebrating and you know the abibiatumi has been around I, I didn't know it's been around that long um, but they're having a celebration and I'll get you that information abibiatumi dot com it's my it's my pharmacy it's my pharmacy s-m-a-i f-a-r-m-a-c-y dot com it's my pharmacy dot com give my good brother brother jabril a call at 731-327-6229 at 731-327-6229 at my pharmacy he can write a program out for you to get you back on to good health in a positive way, in a holistic way, in an organic way. You may need to do this, brothers and sisters. And maybe you know somebody that would benefit. You know, contact them. Let them know. There's, you know, there's alternatives. You know, just that's one thing that I hated about this pandemic. The only thing that they were talking about. Didn't say anything about anything else. Get this jab. Get this jab. So, if you got the jab and you feeling okay, I hope that you're going to be okay. I didn't get the jab and I'm going to get the jab. And I'm going to be okay. And I know there's a new uh, strain of the virus headed this way. 
a new strain of the virus headed this way. I know. I've I've heard about it. And it's supposed to be deadly. They anticipate more hospitaliz more infections, more hospitalizations, more hospitalizations. <laughs> more hospitalization. <laughs> more hospitalizations and of course, unfortunately and sadly, more deaths due to the COVID. Yeah. So so brothers and sisters, protect yourself. Build your immune system up. Vitamin D is sunlight. Build your immune system up. Be as healthy as you can be. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Speaking of good health, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Delicious smoothies and, and um, fruit drinks and so forth and pastries. And they have vegan food for sale on weekends on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, all kind of shakes and organic shots and so forth, man. Or, you know, they got it going on at Wadada's, which is located right across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, which unfortunately is still not open, you know, but opening soon, I'm quite sure. So check out Wadada's, Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. And the Medu Bookstore, the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Medu, Medu means writings. And usually when you hear that word medu, that's a word that goes after it. And that's nature. Nature means gods, the writing of the gods. That's right. The Greeks call it hieroglyphs, but it's called medu nature. And so the writings of the gods are at the medu bookstore. And you know, contact Mama Nia at 404-346-3263, 404-346-3263 at the Greenbrier Mall. You know, she's got a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, T-shirts, figurines, all kind of good stuff at the Medu Bookstore at the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we promote as well is Brother Gazim De Ajamu at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. And uh, Brother Gazim De, there's light in the Black Dot. Check him out right off of I-20 going east. And further east, just in fact, the, the next exit after the Black Dot, is the new Black Wall Street Market, the new Black Wall Street Market located in Stonecrest. That's right. Exit 75 on Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights on the third light. Make a right there. And it's right on the left. The new Black Wall Street Market. From my understanding, some additional things that they've been building uh, are now open. The, the supermarket is open. I can't, well, when I come back, can't wait to see it. When I come back, I'm going to definitely check it out. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Uwa Jamaa. Us lifting us to Thursday night broadcast tomorrow night. Thursday night broadcast at 9 p.m. from 9 to 10. Us lifting us on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. If you want to listen, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash us lifting us. But if you want to call to listen, you can do that too. But you also can uh, give your questions, comments, or concerns. Just hit one and put, and put you higher in the queue. So dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Uh, brother Abijah's got it going on. You know, he has he has everything. So give my good brother a call. Or just if you're in that way, or if you're going to Macon, stop in there. I know 
I may take a trip going down that way. And if I do, I'm going to stop in and see my brother because he's at 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. And give him a call. He's open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesdays through Sunday. So he's open today at 11 a.m. And the number to call is 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village cultural gift shop he's got it all yeah he's he even has a vegan restaurant in his place that's right good food I had when i went to go hear uh brother umar umar johnson yeah yeah brother ralph uh gave me uh sent me a text that brother umar got a governmental cease and desist he cannot uh <laughs> ask for donations for the school that's not happening you know He's been asking for donations for the school. Supposedly got the building and everything and see it, you know. And uh, Brother Ralph, he, you know, was willing to do whatever he could to make it happen. Brother Ralph's a good brother, believe me. And uh, sends me good information too, just like Brother Paul. All the other brothers and sisters do, you, you know, keep me informed, keep me in the loop and keep me aware of all the other things that are happening because, you, know, you know, that's why I have to watch this and, Look at that and read that because I don't want to come on this radio program of trying to disseminate information that is faulty or, you know, no, we want, we want to try to our best to inform our people, particularly from an African perspective. Sun got a sense. Sun got a sense. Your one stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. And that's where you'll find my good sister, Shelly Amonset, in Booth 225 at the International Discount Mall, a sun goddess sense. When you want to give my sister a call, please do at 404-346-7963. That's 404-434-7963. That's 404 404- Four three four seven nine six three. Sun got a sense. Your one stop natural shop. I want to thank you too, my sister, for posting uh, the pictures of us and the information and all that other good stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, we had a good time at Sun Got a Sense talking about how important it is for us to reboot, to rededicate ourselves. You know, the pandemic. Whatever to me, if it is hope, if it if it's still happening and ain't over and over yet, damn that. We have to come together and deal with these issues. We have to show and develop a African united front, an African united front. Sanjay Dash Aiti, Sister Gabriela Aurelius is doing great work in the northeastern northeastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in the hills, uh, working with our young children. There are four areas that they. Uh, focus on which is education for the young kids. If you go to the website, you'll see education, health care, um, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. You know, that's Sanjay dash dash dot org. Sanjay dash dot org. Baba Baruti and Mama Enia. Baba Baruti and Mama Enia Baruti, I just can't say enough, and I will always do whatever I can to promote them because they deserve it. They truly do. They deserve to be promoted. And, and of course, um, uh, their school, Akaban Institute, 
If you make a check of money order out, you'll send it to P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. But if you want to use Cash App or PayPal, if it's PayPal, it's Yahbaruti at Yahoo.com. If it's Cash App, it's the dollar sign, Yah, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Okay, for all the stuff that they do, you know, for donations and the uh, the events and so forth, that's it. Of course, if you uh, are a reader and you want some good information that'll fill your mind, your heart, and your soul, that's right, AkabenHouse.com. AkabenHouse.com is where you'll find them. Um, I'm going to get to Baba Broody in a minute, but I want to talk about Abacus and Samsung because it is this Sunday, this Sunday, May 15th, from 1230 to 630 at Sweetwater. Sweetwater State Park in uh, Lithia Springs on Mount Vernon Road right there in Atlanta west west of here going west past the great American all that kind of good stuff but yeah and you make that exit and go left which would be south and uh, believe me brothers and sisters if you uh, find the time and uh you want to be spiritually inspired and uplifted. You need to check out Bacchus and Sumsum. And also, too, she's asking for the young people, the children, to be there. I know that uh, uh, in the enactments, Baba Kwaku out of um, Augusta, Georgia, he does a beautiful job of channeling Dr. John Henry Clark. And the brothers and sisters from Tallahassee, the brothers and sisters from San Antonio and other parts of the country, particularly in this area of the country that come to Abacus and Sunsun, the families, the individuals. I'm going to miss it. I'll be in Milwaukee, but believe me, my heart and my soul and my spirit will be there. I'm going to miss it. Abacus and Sunsun. Yeah. That's this Sunday once again. Um, there is no Zoom. They they don't tape Bakasim. You know, there's it is always right there. You know, there's no Zoom. Bakasim Sumsum brothers and sisters, African spiritual war, warfare, the ancestral plan, the African ancestral plan. Um, next month. June 4th, Saturday, June 4th, uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. African Love, Akaben's eighth annual complementarity conference. African Love, celebrating lessons learned. And that is going to be Saturday, June 4th. And of course, you can, that'll be on Zoom. So you can go to um, Yah Baruti at Yahoo or dollar sign Yah M Baruti. And you can make your payments. And of course, it is uh, couples, $35. Individuals, uh, $30. Is that 20 $20. Individual, $35 couple, $20 individual, and $10 for teenagers. And uh, of course, you send your name and your email address. So, of course, compliment, complimentarity, complimentarity conference. And they'll send you the link. Uh, Akaben has a summer school program that you can access online that is going to start happening uh, 
and uh, Mama Yaa is going to be teaching language arts and, and math, and it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1 to 4, and uh, that is going to begin on June 20th, next month, June 20th through July, and uh, and then Baba Baruni will be teaching Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 1, uh, our story, historical information, and then uh, teaching chess. We'll be teaching chess. Okay? And then we get these two in, the Asafo Warriors. Baba Rudy's doing a course, uh, four weeks, and it'll be held every Wednesday evening, June 22nd to July 13th, from 7.30 to 9. 7.30 to 9. You can get the, the Asafo Handbook. And of course, the same thing applies. I mentioned the way you can access them. But the Asafo course, your name, your email address, and it can send you the link. And that's for warriors. So young men and, your, and the old ones too. Yeah. And announcing November 19th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Kibuka, remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. This is deeply spiritual, brothers and sisters. You must be in attendance. You must be there to having it at uh, Sweet Spot, located at 675 Metropolitan Parkway in Atlanta. And there's $20 a family, 15 a couple, and uh, $10 adults, and $5 children. So encouraging to bring families being much kids and family just drop 20 and come on fill the plate well it's usually always filled up you know it's always very emotional and very moving kibuka ah okay what are we going to deal today oh, let me get this call in I got a caller right here 267 267 good afternoon Hey, uh, good morning, brother. How you doing, man? Man, Ralph, I, I, man, I'm doing fine. Listen, man, I appreciate you, man. You know that? I say that to you all the time, <laughs> but I really, really do, man. You're a good brother, man. Man, did you see what I sent you this morning? Let me, let me, let me see, because I usually yeah, yeah, do. You got to look at that, brother Oshie, because you got to let people know. Now, I know we, we're trying to get. I, 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 you know, you mm-hmm. gotta look at that. I sent it to Brother Quaku and a few others. Okay, but uh, I left this place. I don't know who they are, but they manufactured those robot dogs. Oh. so only thing they wow. allowed me to get a. The only thing they allowed me to get was pictures of the pictures in their office. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And those pictures don't look too good for our future, Brother Hoshi. Yeah, look at those pictures. Okay. Carefully. Okay. Man. Let me let me, let me pull that up right now. I'm in there right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The dogs Death and destruction. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that and and I heard one of the commands mm-hmm. that they give is civilians stay in your homes. Mm. So that lets you know. I mean. That lets they, those pictures told me mm-hmm. what they have planned for these robot dogs. Yeah, they're not going to be fetching bones or nothing in there. No, no, pets. no, brothers. They, they, they're probably the, the the search and seek and destroy. 
You know, they yes, may have sir. some mechanism. They may have some mechanism mechanism that can be a, like a projectile, man. They oh, they seek you yeah. out and bam. Oh, they can open your door. They can open yeah. your door. Yeah. I, I learned so much about these things this morning, man. And and the thing about it, the manufacturer wouldn't even give me their names. They just mm-hmm. said, like, this is a reality. This thing is a reality. And our people ought to beware while they run around here shooting mm-hmm. and robbing one another what's coming down the pike. Right. Because I don't think bullets will hurt these things. And, uh, man, I, I said, like, well, let me send that to you. Open mm-hmm. up the conversation for this because we really need to know what's coming down. Like you said, they always looking for a better way to kill us. That's right. I'm telling you. You, you know, and, and and you don't have to even be on the scene no. to operate these fucking things. Right. Excuse my language. Exactly. You remote, don't have to even be control. on the scene. You could be so right. right. You could you could be miles away, just like it is when they operate uh, stuff from into space. You're at a command center. Miles away, looking at all of these mo- yeah. uh, 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 all of these monitors. They're drones, and you drones. can control them like that, brother. I, those pictures right there, and I took a couple of more. Show you the plans they have for these damn things. Yeah, those pictures were not friendly and gave me no hope. You well, know what I mean? Well, look, you know, I, I look at it like this, brother, brother Ralph, because globally, you know, there's going to be haves and have-nots. Because of the economics yep. way, way it is, and and the haves will have these things to keep the have-nots at bay or contain or to eliminate them. You know, mm-hmm. this is just you know, this ain't no joke. This, this ain't no, no, no those ain't pictures no are. Why would you even have that? Well, see, they, that's only to the people that work there. They they're mm-hmm. not letting us know. And I I never met any of the people that work. Just seen yeah. who these people are. Had to do my little look around, and then I said, "Damn, I better let people know about this crap." Right. I appreciate it, brother. This, yeah, bro. So yeah. if you can share that, For sure, I will. That's real. All right, yes, sir. Take care, brother right. Ralph. Peace to you, man. All right, brother. You bet. Yeah, man, brother Ralph is is on it. Always listening. Always on the case. Yeah, he sent me this. Man, this. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to look at it earlier, man. But this is serious stuff. But, you know, we know that. I mean, they've always had, uh, if you go online to look at the American weaponry, weaponry of the Western societies, you know, they had, I remember that one thing, they had a camouflage-like thing, and you can appear, and, you know, ha, these, these folks is obsessed with death and destruction. They're obsessed with war. They're obsessed with weaponry. They're obsessed. They, Like I said, they've always found a better way to kill your ass. I'm going to read the N.E.A. Sasem of Daily Revolutionary Thought. And, and um, appreciate the N.E.A. Sasem. Appreciate Baba Baruti for these narratives from the quotes that he gives and so forth. Man. May, May 10th. Injustice doesn't have to occur to me personally, but I react personally, and I am compelled to do something about it. Rose Sanders. Some things should never be forgotten, and those events which are important for our historical remembrance, which cannot be wholly experienced, must be clearly visualized. Has in a spiritual experience, has in heartfelt reenacting the ritual and way of our ancestors that makes us one with them. The Oktuko 
the so-called middle passage and the whole of the Ma'afa, our great destruction, must be deeply felt vicariously in order to understand its impact on us and how we know fully. To know that our ancestors suffered, all we have to do is think, take a few quiet moments to use our common African sense and imagine. All we have to do is close our eyes, go back there and fetch it, those memories. All we have to do is imagine what it would feel like as deeply spiritual beings to be dehumanized through rape, beatings, starvation, physical, psychological torture, dehydration, sensor, sensory deprivation, the coffer lines, our, tail, our trails of blood and tears, in dungeons, unfilthy, suffocating death ships by brutal, vicious, sadistic, soulless aliens who bent on world domination through a violent oppression at any cost. All we have to do is imagine the unimaginable. Wow. Ashay. I honor my ancestors. I affirm, I honor my man. Imagine the unimaginable. And then after what Ralph said, I mean, these people are evil. These are evil people. And it ain't no damn, ain't no damn gods, ain't no, ain't none of that. Either you open your heart and your mind and you, it, Jesus ain't coming to save your ass. The only thing that'll save your ass is we come together and unify on the knowledge that we have been, we are, that we are targeted, that we are targeted for our destruction. And, and what we have been doing up until this point is self-destructive self-destructing. That's what we've been doing. Because they know once we unify, it's over for their ass. Once we're not afraid, once we're committed to one another to do what is right with one another, it's over. I'm going to read three of them today. I'm going to use this one here. I'm going to read it in another one from the other in Yesesim. Do not attempt to domesticate me. I cannot protect you with dishpan hands. Edward, George Edward Tate. We are fighting the idea of invincibility of the Western culture. We are fighting against a genderless, cloned, all-consuming, inhuman European cult where a godless people toy with humanity for fun and profit. In embracing European culture, African people progressively die. So we are fighting to be African. Only with this knowing can we, with deep and heartfelt gratifications, acknowledge that the African way offers no justification or model for homosexuality. There is only one African tradition, and that tradition requires that a husband and a wife defend the perimeter and core respectively of our space so that our sons are not turned into others daughters and our daughters into others sons Ashay. I am African by every procreative measure I am African by every procreative measure May 12th 
2011. For the only for for the only great men among unfree and oppressed are those who struggle to destroy the oppressors. Walter Rodney. The level of satisfaction those claiming to act as warriors but who waste so much time engineering and implementing the destruction of serious frontliners is amazing. It's hard to imagine that individuals who claim to be recognized Urugu as their true enemy could become so hatefully vocal against those among our own who are doing the work for us. We live in a democracy proclaiming reality. This is a democracy proclaiming reality where people want you to be who you are as long as that is what they want you to be. Do not allow anyone claiming to be a warrior tell you that you are doing nothing to nation build simply because you are not doing what they think you should be doing, especially if they're not doing anything at all or even at all themselves. And this is one of the most astonishing facts in this analysis. This confusion is rising mostly from those who have literally done nothing to help dismantle this apparatus through which Urugu oppresses us. This is not to say that none of their accusations are without foundation. As you know, there is some truth in every lie. Their egos are just unable to grasp the common sense that divisive con controversy will remain unless among individuals who are forced to negotiate their survival will undergo an assault in a dire situation. Either that or they are unable to comprehend the simple fact that noise is not revolution. Affirm, I struggle to destroy the oppressors of African people everywhere. Affirm, I I struggle to destroy the oppressors of African people everywhere and no matter who they are and no matter what they look like no matter where the hell they come from everywhere yeah Man. Bob Lanier passed Baba died Bob Lanier Bob you know, he was uh, a hell of a man. He came to the Bucks. You know, well, I remember him at, at St. Bonaventure. I remember all those cats, you know, back in the day in the 60s when I started learning about basketball and Calvin Murphy at Niagara. All these little small schools that had a, some bad cats, you know. And, of course, the Pearl at Winston-Salem, you know. And they had the big schools. And, number one, we didn't go. Shit, I remember those southeastern schools where I live right now here in this area, all of them are Caucasian, Caucasian all of them are white. You know? And now all now they're all black. And they make big money. They bring in big money. The coaches of the day are making millions. They are making millions. The school are making millions. The NC2A are making billions. Billions. But Bob Lanier played that St. Bonaventure. He was smooth. He was smooth. And he, of course, he had the big feet. He had, the, I think he had the biggest feet in, might have the biggest feet in NBA history. Probably not. 
but I think they were like size 22. I don't know. Somebody can help me out with that with Bob Lanier. Smooth left-handed. And I think he won the, the, the you remember the NBA had um, the game of horse as a competition that they would do at halftime. And, of course, Red Arbach, red on round ball with, how to, you know, different defensive maneuvers and stuff like that. And then they had the one-on-ones for a season, one-on-ones. And I think Bob won the one-on-one. I think he did. I think he did. I think he won that. But he was a tremendous player. And, of course, he went to the Bucks. He was drafted by Detroit. And um, him and Kareem had some good battles. And then Kareem went to L.A. and and Bob came here. And they got close. Some good teams with Marcus Johnson and him and later Sidney Moncrief and so forth. Man, Bob Lanier. And, and for me personally, I had a chance to know Bob Lanier, been to his home, his wife, Shirley, and of course his, his son who was still in Milwaukee. My deepest and serious condolences, you know, to, to him, you know. Yeah, Walter Jack Lanier who's at um, Milwaukee Area Technical College. I think he's still there. Good brother. Does a lot of good work in the community. Uh, I I think he's a minister in the community. So he stays in Milwaukee. And his mother, mother, uh, Shirley Lanier, she, along with some other sisters, helped start Legacy Bank. But they used to bank at that. uh, There are no black banks now in Milwaukee. There are no black banks. Just a couple of... uh, Credit unions. That's one credit union. Columbia Savings and Loan. But no. Yeah. Bob Lanier. Good brother. Good brother. And and he was doing work on behalf of the NBA. You know? He was doing work on behalf of the NBA. Hall of Famer. Yeah. I said I in fact um Bob helped me get um, to the uh Bucks and uh during Black History Month we had the Black National Anthem played, no kidding. Or then one year uh the sister who uh well, what's that sister's name? She sung operatic uh, and she did the national anthem as a thing for Black History Month. Yeah, the Bucks game. And uh, he was a great ambassador for the game. Yeah. Bob Lanier, the dauber, Baba Dob. Greatness, a good man. Good man. So today we're going to talk about um, going to talk about final we're going to read some from the final call haven't read anything from the final call in quite some time you know oh okay i haven't read anything from the final call in quite some time um That's what we're going to do today. 
Oh, man. Another deep piece here for organ harvesting. FBI arrested 17 European Jews in New Jersey and some others uh, who are tied to um, human organ harvesting. Yeah, a lot of Caucasian, one one Negro there too. (laughs) Some evil people, brothers and sisters. Evilness. Evilness. Yeah. people. I'm looking at my email. I was instructed to look at my email and I ain't seeing nothing that uh, is, you know, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. You know? Back to okay, Sankofa. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Thank you. (laughs) Ten players with the biggest feet in the NBA history. (laughs) Size 22 shoes. Size 22. Wow, Blake Griffin. Got some big feet. Andre Iguodala with some big ass feet. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Yes, Dwight Howard. Size 17. DeAndre Jordan. Of course, they're all big men. Of course. DeAndre. Kevin Durant. Now, of course, you know Kevin Durant could have won the game. For the Nets last year, thank God his feet were big because he stepped on the line. So, you know, if Kevin Durant would have, (laughs) what does it say? He 18s. So if his ass had 16s, he would have made a three because they would have been behind the line, but he had 18. So his feet, his toes was on the line. So instead of a three, it was only a two. And the Bucks win. Yao Ming had 18s. One of the Lopez brothers. He wears 20s. And one of the, he wears one of his other brother wears 20s. Brooke Lopez. He also well the twin brothers they wear 20s. And then Bob Lanier, size 20, size 22. And Shaq wears 22s. So Shaq and Bob Lanier, the biggest feats in the NBA. Thank you, dear brother. <laughs> yeah, I remember Bob. I remember Bob Lanier. That, that was the issue. He came in the NBA. Because you see, everybody I made a mention, they they played after Bob Lanier. Bob Lanier came, Bob Lanier came into the NBA in uh, 70, even before Kareem. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Lanier came in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do today. Uh, I'm going to take a break. This is almost the, almost the top of the hour. I might do a little earlier here. 
So I'm going to get off into this article from the Final Call newspaper. Haven't read anything from the Final Call in a while. Uh, you know, I used to subscribe to the Final Call and uh, used to a lot. And I met a brother uh, from Atlanta's Black Star, Atlanta Black Star. And I tried to get him on the radio program because um, I use a, utilize Atlanta Black Star for articles and information. You know, sorry about that. And uh, so, but the article on the, the final call, global European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege, white supremacy, and the fear of an African planet, the black planet. And it's, and it's, it's legit. So we're going to get off into that article. And it's by Anisha Muhammad of the staff you know the final they have a lot of young people who do articles now they, they used to even had independent people doing articles even local people them people's people in milwaukee you know even local people in milwaukee would, would submit articles to the final call and lately and 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 what i was going to say is you know they're they're still out there selling papers but sometimes man they'll sell you an old ass paper it has happened to me a number of times and i'm upset by that because i mean you give them not the fact that i'm giving them two dollars for the paper it's just that to me if you got an old paper sell it for say hey listen but it's an old paper you still want to give it to you for a dollar you know i'll say yeah for sure but i'm thinking it's a new paper and i'm giving you two dollars and i come on like man this is a month old you know Two weeks old, two months old, whatever. But um, in fact, uh, my daughter, she saw the brothers and sisters. She knows I he the final call, and she brought me a couple, and one was an updated one along with an old one. So I'm reading from an old one. This is April, April 12th, April 12th. It's a good article. So we're going to get off into that. <laughs> a lot of other things and of course I want you to join me in because I'm leaving town on Friday and won't be here for a week doing it again in June next month for the Black Firefighters Conference that we have in um, um, New Orleans so I'm going to New Orleans so then I'm going to be here a while and I want to be here a while so we can have conversation So, brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. You stay with us. We're going to be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com
things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our act
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. McFadden and Whitehead, ain't no stopping us now. Larry Holmes. That was his. Uh, that was his song. That was his theme song for quite a few years. Ain't no stopping us now. And it came because it, it came out when he was uh, the champion. Ain't no stopping us now in the eighties. So. But that's a fact. Ain't no stopping us, brother. <laughs> it ain't. You know, only thing that's stopping us is really us. No matter what this Caucasian has planned, no matter what he's going to do, once we get it together. All that's over, but we got to get it together, and nobody can do that for us but us. You know, nobody. On a good note, Sandiata Kole, brother Sandiata Kole, is going home. Brother Sandiata Kole has been in prison for damn near fifty years. The New Jersey Supreme Court, because he was in that, that shootup with um, Sadashkur. The New Jersey Supreme Court correctly upheld the law today, granting the release of 85-year-old Sandiata Cole after serving more than almost 50 years in prison. The court ruled that the parole board unlawfully denied Brother Cole's petition for release by, by claiming that he was a risk to the public safety and noted that he had shown no substantial risk of recidivism, recidivism, <laughs> or risk to the public. Yes, but he's finally being released, and released all the brothers and sisters, all political prisoners, released them all, released them all. If he, if if your ass is a real criminal, keep your ass there. But for brothers and sisters who tried to make a difference in our community who are railroaded by this damn ugly, vicious, evil system, release them. Release them. It's Brother Sunday out of Cole. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media once again on Mondays from 8 to 9, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., Black Therapy Central with Dr. Mia. Maria Cambon and Taki Cambon. And then on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers on Tuesdays. And on Wednesdays, the Black Farmers Report from 8 to 9 on Wednesdays. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, and the number to call is 215-490-9832. The final call. The newspaper used to cost just a dollar. I was buying it. Like I said, I, I even had a, a subscription to the final call. And then, um, you know, uh, Lost contact, and I would buy it from the brothers and sisters on the, excuse me, no sisters. I haven't seen no sisters selling papers on the corner. Let me correct that. <laughs> buy from the brothers on the corner selling final calls, some bean pies, and some fruit. 
know. And uh, it looks like every, I mean, it's colored pages throughout the final call. They would usually have a cover page. I remember when the final call was just like the, the Muhammad Speaks, the paper that preceded it would just have, you know, and maybe at the on the back, you know, the paper. But uh, good, great articles in the final call. This one caught me. Like I said, like I said uh, my daughter had bought me some, and this is an older one. But this caught my attention, and I'm gonna open this one up for discussion for us. It's deep. During a trip to Australia, Dr. Ray Wimbush, another brother that I know who's been very instrumental in the reparations movement, uh, he teaches at uh, um, Morgan State in in Baltimore. He he was at Fisk. In Nashville, because uh, um, older person who was a great great friend of mine in, in, in Milwaukee, Malele Cox, and the Cox family. The Cox family is politically connected. Uh, all of them. I mean, man, started out with Isaac Cox, and then of course uh, he died, and his wife took the position as a, on the county board, and then all of the family members, Spencer, you know. Um, Lele, Elizabeth Beth Cox, all of them are in, in politics, good family, good people. And uh, um, he was in Australia, walked into a store to look for hair care products. A Caucasian woman followed him around. He questioned her, said, Are you following me? She responded, Oh, I thought you were an Australian. Dr. George Yancey once had a Chinese student say to him that when he was back in China, she told her father she was taking a course studying racism. Her father told her, I don't like black people. I don't want black people in my restaurant. She responded to him, Dad, you don't even know any black people. I don't care. I just don't want them. (laughs) The two experiences are microcosms that make up a global shared experience of Africanness, an experience shaped and molded by the confines of what Dr. Yancey describes as anti-African racism and European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege, white supremacy. March 21st marked the International Day for the Elimination of Racism, Discrimination, established by the United Nations. So March March 21st, once again, another uh, proclamation, another day, international day for elimination of racial discrimination. <laughs> and yet racism continues to poison institutions, social structures, everyday life across all societies, across this planet. And, and uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres in a March 18th address to commemorate the date, he referred to racism has the catalyst that normalizes hate, denies dignity, and spurs violence. When looking at global Caucasianness or global anti-African racism, Dr. Yancey, professor of, uh, 
a philosophy at Emory University and a scholar and author on Caucasianness, pointed to the ongoing war in Ukraine. Fleeing Africans, many of them were students, were told that they could not board the buses and trains. Many were kicked off, as seen in camera footage that sufficed on social media. African bodies, even in places like Ukraine, under circumstances of war, terror, authoritarianism, even in those spaces, African nationals, African students, you know, <laughs> even in those spaces, you know. African migrants are trying to get out of the country but are experiencing racial discrimination and racial exclusion. Dr. Yancey said to the final call, in fact, the idea of not getting on the bus harkens back to the Jim Crow and Jim Crow racism where African people, American Africans, had to sit in the back of the bus. But the theme of not being allowed on the bus is so indicative, I think, of a contemporary form of Jim Crowism racism being played out right there in the midst of an of all of that terror and violence that's happening in Ukraine at the moment. Dr. Ray Winbush, director of institutions for urban research at Morgan State University in Baltimore, thought it was interesting how the world seems to pay more attention to Russia and the, and the Ukraine than to the wars happening in several African countries, considering that Caucasian people are minority on the planet. African Excuse me, global white supremacy or European, Caucasian, extremism, racism, and privilege can mobilize the Caucasian world at the expense of the African world in so many ways. He listed several commonalities of the global African struggle, including unemployment discrimination, the lack of fair judicial systems, and a struggle for African people to protect themselves from violence, from these violent, prone-ass crackers. Oh, okay. In 1955, Mississippi, in Mississippi, 1955, the crime was whistling at a Caucasian woman. In July 2017, in Greece, it was taking a selfie with a Caucasian woman. Just as the family of Emmett Till continues to seek justice, so too is the family of Bakari Henderson. July 7, 2017, a mob of Caucasian men killed a 22-year-old Texas native. He had recently graduated from college and was visiting Greece. One night, he found himself at a bar where he took a selfie with a Caucasian waitress, prompting the angry mob to beat him to death. In the initial trial, the initial trial for Mr. Henderson's murder, was, which was held in 2018, but it failed to lead to convictions of anybody. His family and supporters of this case are finally preparing for a retrial. We struggle with getting justice in courts. We just struggle with equal opportunity all around the world, Ray Winbridge stated. We've been to Australia and talked to Aboriginal people and they talk about how they are treated when they go into stores that are owned by Caucasians and they can't shop in certain places. 2019, in late 2019, 
Kamanji Walker, an Aboriginal teenager, was shot to death by a Caucasian by an Australian Caucasian Australian police officer. A five-week trial was recently held, and the verdict was one African people are too familiar with: not guilty. That's just like it is here in the United States," said Wimbush. So African people experience inequality simply because Caucasian people feel threatened by our presence. And, and with that perceived as us gaining things, positions of power and so forth. Global expressions of, of racism. Huh? What is the reason for the rise and spread of European Caucasian extremism, racism and privilege globally? Dr. Wimbush said Caucasian people are afraid of an African planet. And, and when they are afraid, they start killing. The social politics felt follow behind that fear. The social politics follow behind that fear. Look what they're doing today in this country. Dr. Yancey pointed to several countries where Caucasians have expressed itself the supremacy idea. In 2014, the head of the Russian Tennis Federation was penalized for referring to tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams as the Williams brothers. He corrected, he connected that incident back to the work of James Marion Sims. Known as the father of gynecology, Mr. Sims performed gynecological operations on African women without anesthetic, without any anesthesia, because we're supposed to have this power to, we don't hurt, we don't exhibit pain. Dr. Yancey commented on the ongoing theme of thinking of African women as super powerful and having extraordinary strength to the point that where pain doesn't affect them and thinking of Caucasian women as delicate and feminine. He refers to the way African people are seen across the world as the global African monsters, the global black monster. In New Zealand, a 12-year-old African, uh, New Zealand African, or African, New Zealand African girl says she suffered racial slurs since kindergarten. Last year, she was called the N-word and bullied uh, for her hair texture. Meanwhile, in America, surveillance footage was released showing a 12-year-old African girl, American African girl, being restrained during lunchtime by an off-duty police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The officer pushed her head onto the ground, kneed on her back and the back of her neck for about a half minute, and handcuffed her. Her father is, call- her father is calling for criminal charges. Also in America, American African girls have been going through similar issues related to their hair to the point where they are penalized for natural hairstyles. The U.S. House recently passed the Crown Act. The Crown Act is a piece of legislation that would ban race-based hair discrimination in the workplace. In Finland, Finland Africans had to create Good Hair Day, an event celebrating African hair while challenging existing beauty norms. It was important for the African Finlands or the Finland Africans to defend themselves against stereotypes of Caucasian people thinking their hair as being kinky 
as being different. And so especially a so-called mixed race or, you know, African people often could often complain that Caucasians in Finland would actually stare at their hair and try to touch it without giving permission to have their hair touched. And Dr. Yancey said, and you got the same thing going on in Sweden. The same thing all over, brother. Does it make any difference? Does it make any difference? In 2012, Swedish Africans protested against the child's film, Little Pink and the Motley Crew. In the film, the African child is represented as a pickaninny. What you got here in Finland, what you got here in Sweden, what you got here is the Caucasian aesthetic. The dump, the the domination of the Caucasian aesthetic, where African women are seen as ugly or seen as aesthetically inferior, where their hair doesn't match the paradynamic forms of Caucasian beauty, Dr. Yancey said. In 2014, North Korea's state-run newspaper called former President Barack Obama a wicked black monkey. That young, young, young Donald Trump's friend. <laughs> Dr. Yancey, the question is, where did this come from? How did North Korea learn to use racist language appropriately? Even North, Korean, North Koreans, then and even the Chinese, have bought into not only the idea that Africanness is a, is a site of de- degradation, of denigration, a site of defilement, but by implication, Caucasianness is that which is supreme. Caucasianness is the most civilized. Caucasian is the most beautiful. Caucasianness is the most intelligently and civilizing advanced. So it, it is interesting how even these non-Africans in non-Caucasian countries, they have in essence bought into the norm of domination by the extension of a form of African, anti-Africanness. All around the world, brothers and sisters, the European painted this picture all around the world. Eliminating racism. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll never happen as long as Europeans are on the planet, because why? They suffer from cognitive dissonance. Europeans suffer from cognitive dissonance. They believe that they are superior. And even though there is a plethora of information to prove otherwise, that has been substantiated and verified and bona fide, but it does not fit their core belief. Their core belief is that they are superior. And since it does not fit their core belief, we ignore it, we deny it, we dismiss it. The origins, as it is expressed today, dates back to the 1500s, the 15th century, the 1400s. Some scholars, it was Europeans who traveled the ocean to colonize and had aspirations of dominance that set up an evaluated system for skin color. Dr. Yancey said he linked the 
He linked the emergence of Caucasian racism with the emergence of white capitalism, white domination, and white mercantilism. He and Dr. Winbush also explained the role Christianity has played in global Caucasian. And of course, once again, if you want to get the documentary, Holy Hierarchy, The Religious Roots of White Racism, give me a call or drop me an email. My call number is 414-324-5796. My email, OSHI427 at, excuse me, OSHI427 ADE at gmail.com. OSHI427 ADE at gmail.com. And I will send you the link so you can check out this documentary yourself because it'll clearly substantiate what is being said in this article clearly he and Dr. Wimbush also explained the role Christianity has played in global European Caucasian extremism racism and privilege through religious imagery such as the depictions of Jesus angels in heaven Caucasian people made themselves godlike. Dr. Yanchi said in his view, in order to save the earth and humanity, whiteness has a structure and in the form of domination has to be getting gotten rid of. We got to get rid of that ain't happening. That doesn't mean you get rid of white people. <laughs> that means that you get rid of the lie that Caucasianness is the most superior thing that God has ever created. That's what you have to get rid of, which means that you have to remove that lie from the psyche and the minds and the hearts of Caucasian people. Because as long as they see themselves as superior, as long as they think that their Caucasianness gives them a God-given right to dominate other people, then the earth is in trouble. Not only are African people in trouble, but the entire earth is in trouble. And you're right. Especially because they have the will to kill your ass. They got the weapons. They got the weapons. But what's deep, they got the will to do it. Just like, uh, who's that, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry? Go ahead, make my day. I love to kill and shoot them. The UN declared 2015 to 2024 the international decade for people of African descent. Uh, You know, once again, some shit that is symbolism without substance. Here, that decade is about to end in two years. And you need to evaluate that decade. What happened in that decade that was declared by the United Nations, nations from all around the world, that this was going to be the decade of Africa. What happened? Not a damn thing. Dr. Winbush doesn't believe anything tangible came out of it. He said the only people who can eliminate racism on the planet are Caucasians. 
because they're the ones who perpetrated it. They're the ones who created it. They created it with the idea that they were superior. Johann Blumenbach, you can look these up. Carol Linnaeus, you can do the research. They created it. They stratified humanity. Caucasoid, Negroid, Mongoloid, and other stratifications, giving themselves the top position with us at the very lowest position. And this mindset of us being at the very lowest position has had deleterious effects on us as a people globally. Globally. Everywhere we are, we're disrespected and treated like dirt. The only way this can be combated is not that Caucasian. They ain't giving up a damn thing. We have to stop. We have to stop begging them. We have to come together. It, damn them. They are who they are. Once again, if you suffer from cognitive dissonance and you, and you have this core belief and nothing that is said or done or proven can change it because you ignore it. I'm, I am who, I'm, I'm the, no, it's not going to happen. But brothers and sisters, if we change, if we purge ourselves of this ignorance and we come together, that's what it's going to take. Yes, we may have to defend that and so be it. Let's defend it. Let's fight. Let's fight. This Sunday at Bacchus and Susum, that's what they're going to talk about. We're willing to fight for it. We're willing to die for it. This ain't something that can be legislated. This ain't something that can be declared. We declare the international. No. It is something that must be implemented and fought for. And they're not going to do it. Caucasian people have benefited tremendously from this system. And once again, they suffer from cognitive dissonance. From the system of supremacy, enslavement, colonialism, apartheid, racial discrimination. They could not, they could not end racism in a matter of weeks. They could, excuse me, they could end racism in a matter of weeks if they had their hearts. If they had the heart and the will to do it, they don't. Dr. Winbush attended the World Conference Against Racism 21 years ago in Durban, South Africa. He said the biggest thing that happened in that African people came from all over the world to get the transatlantic slave trade condemned as a crime against humanity, which they accomplished. He described the World Conference as a renewal for the cause for reparations. Conversation and legislation surrounding reparations is still sweeping the country with reparation committees in several states and H.R. 40, House Bill 40, out of House Committee. In September 2005, addresses that challenging the Genius Conference in Chicago, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam expressed that racism can't exist, cannot exist in a field of excellence. No man can say that I'm better than you are if you are manifesting excellence, especially if they're saying it is because of color 
or because of class or because of some privilege that one may have. The manifestation of excellence is the destruction of Caucasian supremacy and African inferiority. Dr. Wimbush said things are changing now due to the cameras and being able to see how deadly Caucasian people can be. He referred to Ketanji Jackson, Ketanji Brown Jackson, being put on the Supreme Court as a success. Many African people are immigrating to and having found acceptance in African countries and Caribbeans because we're sick of this country and want to go someplace where African people are more valued. He listed other successes. African athletes and entertainers are speaking out more. More films are dealing with the issues of racism. African people are donating money and showing that they can do for self. A term that uh, was coined, I don't know, was torn by Elijah Muhammad and in, in, in the eternal leader of the nation of Islam. But if it was, that's fine. Do for self. Education, books, and films have helped to reinforce the notion, I love my African self. And we need to do things together. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches that the African people are the chosen people of God meant to fulfill the scripture. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. In September 30th of 1992 his message to Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan stated you have to recognize the time and what must be done what time is it nation time it's the end of 6,000 year period of rule to the I, well I don't know the, the Caucasian hasn't been ruling for 6,000 years the European mindset is just that's a recent phenomenon. Even when Rome and uh, 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 Greece had their chance, still the, the greatest rulers on the planet have been us. Have been us. The greatest influence on the planet have been us. And we went around the world making that claim. And we didn't go places. We didn't go to places and take their land. We didn't go places and impose upon them to look like us, to be us, to do for us. No. We came sharing. That's the kind of people that we are. We came sharing knowledge. We came building. My presentation on our journey to historical greatness and African perspective has been revised. Has been revised because of the new documentary, not necessarily new, uh, Great Pyramid K, 2019, where it tells you and shows you who built the pyramids and how were they built. Shows you how African people left out of Africa and went other places in the world to build. We left our mark. We left our mark on this planet. No, you Caucasians haven't been ruling 6,000 years. But if it's a 6,000 marker that needs to be observed or something happens, then so be it. I, all I want is for us to come together in unity, functional unity. What I want is African people on the continent and African people in the diaspora to recognize we are African people and we are one. We may have different languages 
But when it comes together, we are one. It's the end of a 6,000 year period of rule given to the idea and it's the beginning of the time of the rise of African and people of color on the planet. It is a different speech delivered to the indigenous people on earth. He connected the struggles of the darker people on the planet. My God blessed our efforts and let us hope that Africans, people Caribbeans, other people of color, Indians, and so forth, will never allow our oppressor to divide us and pit us against each other again. Your hurt is our hurt. Your pain is our pain. And so, when your pain is relieved, ours will be too. And that is the way we have to deal. We are one. We are one body. We are one family. Ashay. So, the final call. I haven't read anything from the final caller, but I, I like that. Appreciate that. Appreciate Ray Winbush and, and Dr. Yancey for the interviews at the final call. Give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. And uh, as I said, too, if you want to get that documentary by Jeremiah Kamara, Man, he's been putting out all kinds of good stuff on the internet, on YouTube. In fact, I saw one of them talking about athletes and entertainers and so forth as it relates to the Christian thing. Well, uh, he he had um, um, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, and um, what's his name? Oh, she come on, man. I'm going to start taking me some ginkgo paloba. <laughs> or some, what is that other one that's advertised? But anyway, um, Kanye West and a few others who deal with the religious thing and those who are not. Aaron Rodgers is not, and his family's upset by it. Aaron Rodgers' family is upset by it. But what was interesting in, in, the, in the slave sermons, number 56 in the slave sermons, little vignettes that if you go on YouTube, put in slave sermons is a picture of my grandson because my grandson uh, was make a wish. He had, he he has a disease because it's still there, but it's been suppressed. Uh, Langerhans cell histiocytosis over an abundance of white blood cysts that act adversely in your body. And for him, they manifest in his skin and it was bad, really bad at one time, but he got over it and, and so he was a little boy, and he went to Green Bay. We went to Green Bay to watch the Packers against Tennessee and had a chance to meet the Packers on that Friday or Saturday. Oh, man, it was beautiful. And so the picture he took with Aaron Rodgers, Brother Kamara had that picture in the video. <laughs> I kept like, wow, because as I was watching, I saw, hey, that's my grandson, Zion. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Holy Hierarchy, his, his um, video on Nemo or whatever it is, I can send you the link on that and you can check that out. The roots of the religious roots of white racism. 
they, that's what I'm saying to you, dear brothers and sisters. This is not going to happen. It should be it's a total waste of our time suggesting that we can appeal to a people who have no morals, a people who, uh, I'm telling you, can you send the link? Yeah, I can. To where? Yeah, I'll send you the link. You got to, you know, let me know where. What's the email address? I'll send it. What's your phone number? Call me. You know, I gave you my email. It's a dynamic documentary. But of course, so is Great Pierre McKay, 2019, uh, a young man who uh, I'm a jagna to. You know, I'm a jagna to him. Um, and uh, we put together a, a doc, we, we put together a PowerPoint presentation. Well, it was my presentation that I've had for many, many years that Queen Ifama helped me put together, I don't know, I mean, many years. And then, because, uh, you know, Queen has been gone about five years now. Uh, you know, may God be pleased with her. And um, so we revised it. We put information from Great Pyramid K 2019 in the documentary. In fact, what we're going to do next, this program for me and this young man, we're going to put a, a, a presentation together from Great Pyramid K alone, which will have um, audio as well as video, audio video within the presentation, as well as just documentation where you where you can continue to elaborate on and so forth, because it, it deserves that. I mean, it's three and a half hours long, and we can just take the we can just structure it to probably be an hour, hour and a half long, and you'll get, believe me, you'll get the serious gist of all that good information that is in there to substantiate what I believe. What I believe is proof that the pyramids were not carved using the tools of that time. That the pier- that we didn't go down in, in, in uh, the river, because you know the Nile River flows from south to north, so you had to go you know, up river. You had to go against the currents to go up river down to, to places where they could quarry the rocks and then drag the stone onto a barge and then sail it down river. I'm making a motion of going south to north, going up and sail, and then dragging them off there and then placing them one on top of another to a height of 481 damn feet. That didn't happen. I'm, I'm, I am clear. To me, this is rational. It is sane. It is logical. You have to check the video out. But of course, and, and I I didn't realize and didn't come to find out that this information, even though they're presenting it as new, is old. The Caucasian who uh, who deals in geopolymer concrete, Davidovich, he came up with this back in the 80s. In the 80s. But the mindset of those who want to keep this thing going the way they want to go, like Dr. Awas with his ugly ass, you know, no, the Egyptians were not African. They were not black. Yes, they were. The proof is there. Dr. Sheikh Anshad Jop, 
who developed a melanin dosage test to prove uh, that the ancient Kemetic people were African. It was just like I watched this one piece with this one Caucasian who was a little upset. You could see he was a little upset because found out that one of the uh, persons that he was researching was African. Because of why? The melanin dosage test. They denied, when, when, when they met in 1974 at that table in Cairo, Dr. Jop and Thelophilia Obinga were the only two Africans at the damn table. It's just like there were no Africans at the table when they carved it up in Berlin, Germany at the Berlin Conference of 1884-85. They don't give a damn about what we think or what we have to say, even though it's going to adversely affect us. They don't care less because to them, it's like, you know what it is, brothers and sisters? It's mind over matter. They don't mind doing to us what they have done to us because why? To them, we don't matter. Black lives matter. It should matter to us. Black lives matter. I don't give a damn you make a declaration to black lives matter. To hell it don't. Around this world, that's what that article I just read you. The article I just read you told you, it doesn't matter. We don't matter. It doesn't matter. Nowhere. But who should it matter to? Us. Hit Star Twice if you want to get on this conversation. Hit Star Twice or give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. No, it doesn't matter. They're going to continue to do it. And we're going to continue to try to beg them, plead with them, use examples or try to persuade no, it doesn't matter. They're going to do to us what they have always done to us. These are some evil ass people. Evil. And I mean, they got a God. 347, 347, good afternoon. Hey, Oshi, you ranting and raving about your brothers and sisters not loving each other? That's right. You know me, man. I'm on that I'm on that rant. <laughs> hey, man, listen. You know, the saddest thing in the world is Negroes on remote control and he yeah. hate himself and love the cracker. Yep. You know, that's just the re that's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. The reality because we've been trained so well. I yeah. mean, you know, if 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 if, if you train a tiger, a lion, or anything not to attack you, they won't attack you. Right. No, this is a fact. But those if are animals. Them, if, you keep them, if you keep them, if you keep them fed, mm-hmm. you know, the only time a, a, a tiger or any animal will attack you is if you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And the white man keep us enough fed so that we won't do anything in regards to him. I mean, you know, this this whole system, once you are working, is one of the biggest contradictions in the world, man. I mean, I, I mean, just simple things like giving Ukraine billions of dollars and you got people going hungry. I mean, just simple things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it just goes to show, 
you know, the process of who and what we are, not only as a nation, but as a people. On the planet, as a world. You know, mm-hmm. because the thing is, really, in all honesty, what concern is it of mine what happened to the Ukrainian people? And, and what they try to put forward the narrative is, if Russia takes over Ukraine, then they'll try to take over other NATO countries. But you never talk about how you're the only nation in the world that have all of these military bases around the world, that no other nation mm-hmm. has the right. type of military bases right. around the world. And, you know, if you don't know better, you'll be hoodwinked. And that's why I just have to laugh whenever I see a Negro talking about patriotism. Mm. I just like to whip their ass, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I've had to whip a lot of ass, and, you know, I ain't, I ain't young no more. I ain't, I ain't going down like that. But, but, but that's basically the reality, the mm-hmm. brainwashing, the manipulation it's it's frightening if you if you honestly think about it. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I mean I'm I'm like at a total, in a sense, you know, like amazement at times mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. what we allow to happen, what we put up with, what we go along with, and all and, and, and all that. It's like, you know, I was telling a friend of mine the other day that one of the best movies that you should sit down with your family and watch and really break it down is Samuel L. Jackson's movie, A Time to Kill. Mm. And Mm. when you sit down and you watch that movie and you analyze it and you break it down, that's the type of reaction that a father's supposed to have if one of these cops killed one of their kids for no reason. That's the type of response that Trayvon Martin's father is supposed to have towards George Zimmerman Mm -hmm. or someone in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able for George Zimmerman to walk around just like that that Asian woman who killed Latasha Harlan and and didn't even go to jail for to be able to walk around just goes to show the punks that we are. Mm-hmm. But then again, I can put myself in that class. I'm not separating myself from the class because I'll be honest with you. If it was one of mine, I'd be real tempted to do it. But you know what the reality is? I would say to myself, man, I don't went this far without being caged. Why now would I be or want to be caged when, in all truthfulness, the principle is and the honor is and the respect to my ancestors is I would have to do it. Mm-hmm. But we don't think on that. No, we don't. We don't think don't. on that, on no, that level don't. because that's a serious, that's a serious commitment. See, that's why I get so frustrated when these young punks kill each other. See, that's the thing about uh, uh, Colin Ferguson. See, my man. Yeah, my man. My I man. Do. Much love, you know. And that's the fear of the Caucasian. See, yeah. that's why he can. That's why he can do with impunity, 
and then go into his court system and not guilty. You know? Because yeah, all of it... Best, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. My my best friend used to guard him. And he was telling me, man, how Colin, the first couple of years he was incarcerated, he caught hell. I mean, real, yeah. real hell. I mean, they, you yeah. know, he, he had to deal with a lot. But now, like David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, they just walk around and nobody bothers. Right. Well, they just now they're in the flow of of that environment. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They've, they've mean, settled like, into that environment. Know, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy. But then you'll have the person that killed Larry Davis go on and talk about it, how he killed Larry Davis, and he spent thirty nine years in jail and blah 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 blah. I mean man, it's 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 just I don't know, oh, it's just crazy the manner in which our development is in regards to how we're gonna move forward as a people because I think as long as people have when when I say people I'm talking about black people when long as black people have a certain degree of success and you could throw them out in front of other black people as an example to what achieve for, but then when you look at their character and what they're really about, I would run from the Negroes. It's like, let's say, I'll give you a, I'll give you a semi-perfect example. Everybody loves Sonny Hoster of the view, but she's the type of wickedness that we as a people really truly don't understand. But when you do a critique on her, people don't get it. Now here it is. This is a pretty much well-educated woman who came from, I would say poverty. I came from an environment of poverty. Now this is, this is my thing. This, this is where I take issue is. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I would say I'm semi-successful, mm-hmm. but what happens is people like that, they achieve certain things, they move out of the community, they have kids, and they send their kids to white folks to be trained. And where I take issue with people like her is you never hear her or you never see her Come back to where she grew up in the South Bronx in the oh, project, oh, that, oh, that, and it, create it, programs for them young girls mm-hmm. to get to that point. Because see, when she was coming coming up, there was a system semi in place of people who galvanized you to the point to which she achieved. Now you don't have that in those in those environments mm-hmm. because. The so-called, one would say, good people have moved out. So now most of the people within those environments, mm-hmm. they just trying to survive. So, you know, my whole thing is, like, I mentor young kids. So I'm always trying to give out information and do things of that nature with the young folks, you know, on, on that level. But a person that achieves the type of status that she has is supposed to go back 
to that project at least once a week and set up some sort of program to motivate and help those young girls that are in that environment. But they never do that. Right. They right. never do that. But then they have kids and they say, oh, they send them to white folks mm-hmm. to educate. Then they send them mm-hmm. to Harvard well, see, to, to, to become educated. But see, and that, that's not how we develop as an African people. Well, see, that's a point, Jay. This is not ours. This is not our environment. It is theirs. And so, and then there's the individual. It is more important for the individual. That is not us. Ours has always been and always will be collective. It ain't... It's pale and weak in comparison to what individuals do, to what we could do collectively. But this speaks to the will of the individual. So I get out of the so-called ghetto. I get out of the madness. I raise myself up. I, 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 I got my own bootstraps. Look at me now. You know, I live in this gated community, in this subdivision. I'm yeah. my, my child is the first one to go to this damn school and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. we're praised in that sense because we're not collective. And we... and and and. And we're trained not to be because what I just read earlier from the final call is a fear of the African planet globally. Caucasians have always been a, quote, minority, if you want to use that word, in terms of the numbers they are. That's why this issue of abortion is a serious issue for them, for them, because their numbers are doing the they're not having kids. They have been experiencing zero. No, excuse me. They have been experiencing negative population growth for decades. We have been experiencing zero in some degree negative because we 20 some 30 some years ago, we were 13 percent of the population of this country. Damn it. We still 13 percent. How the hell does that happen? Mass incarceration, well, you know, homosexuality. The whole thing is going to be the pushback of yeah. white women. And how white women is gonna deal with it, but you also gotta remember the me- the media's narrative is really to protect whiteness. Yes. And the, I mean, yes. Whiteness grows, so it's yes. gonna be a real serious contradiction because it's like somebody telling me about a Democrat and a Republican. I only I always tell them the only difference is the loo. I mean, Nancy Pelosi told you that yesterday or the day before yesterday, we need a strong Democrat, a, a strong Republican Party. What that telling you? You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, and, and unfortunately, we in the community don't call these people out, oh, because... We look at uh, th- these individuals as our so-called right. Heated, right. heroes and thought leaders, and when basically, in all honesty, they're fools no. and idiots. I mean, no. I mean, and they're traitors. And they're traitors from the community. Yeah. Well, listen, Jay. You I mean, know, but we would never ostracize her because we think that she's achieved something. Right. But you can't. You can't justify you becoming rich. Your children becoming rich, but your community being decimated. You can't just you can't justify that. No, but you no, but no, because no, 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 because the mindset. No, no, Jay, because the mindset is I got mine. You get yours. Yeah. You know, it ain't the system. Yeah, it's yours, you. Everybody. It is there for everybody else to get. But listen, you know, I gotta go. I appreciate you, man. My brother, as always. I'll be gone for a minute, but as soon as I get back, brother. 
It's, it's going to be on oh, and popping. Are you not going to be in Friday? No, I'm not going to be here Friday or all next week. So. Oh, man, where you where you headed? I'm headed to Milwaukee. I've hey, man, did you, did you hear Bob Lanier died? Yeah. Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, man, that hurt me. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Lanier, man, Bob Adab, yep. Um, good man. I, I, I had a chance to back when the Bucks. He played for the Bucks. I know you met him. Yeah, yeah. Did some things with Bob and his son, his wife, Shirley Lanier. She and her and some other sisters uh, created a bank, Legacy Bank. Yeah. I heard they were beautiful people, too, beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. Oh, man, As tremendous. One would say beautiful Christians. Yeah. Yep, yep. But, hey, good brother, man. Believe me, Bob. Yeah, Lanier. I heard. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, did you hear about uh, Sandy Atacole? Got released finally. Of course, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just praying that the ten days or whatever it takes for him to come home happens, man. Because yeah. you never know with this devil. And yeah. and and I'm also hearing that there's a a a chance that Makula Shakur, um, may be coming home mm-hmm. also, man. Um, because they got a uh, they got a hearing with him mm-hmm. in uh, another week or two, man. But you know the good thing about Brother Akule, they got people out in the community that's gonna embrace him. Oh no doubt. And they're oh. gonna love on him. Oh yeah. And they're gonna take care of oh, him. Yeah. And you know he's gonna be able to live out the rest of his life sure. as a revered elder sure. like he should, man. And, and no that's doubt. and that's what I'm happy about. Because matter of fact, I'm gonna. I'm going to donate some money to, yeah, you know, Definitely. a fund whenever they set it up mm-hmm. to help them with its transition. But think about this, 50 years. I know, man. 50 years of your life in a hellhole. These crackers ain't nothing nice, man. They ain't nothing the devil. nice. Yep. All right, my brother, peace to you. And you take care, Jay. You stay safe. I'll see you back when I get back. Okay. Hey, just make it back. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> all right. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet, of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure in hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day and a good weekend. Shem Hotel means go in peace. A Sante Sana means thank you. A Bibi Fahodier. A Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day and weekend. And all next week, I'll see you when I get back, family. Love you. Peace. So, oh, you taking the vacation? Yeah.